about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with Him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. We're going to go back into the scripture. We're going to take it bit by bit. Because God said if the foundation is not right, you can't build on anything. And the Bible says in the book of Luke. Let's go back to the Luke. The book of Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. So let's, let's follow this scripture. If you're at home, follow this scripture with me. This is not a shouting match today. It's teaching. He says... He asked the question. He says, why do you call me Lord? Why do you call me Lord? Lord. Why do you call me Lord? Do you know, do you know the meaning of Lord? The Bible, not the Bible. When we lead people to Christ, we say, I accept you as my personal what? Lord and Savior. Savior is what he would do, but he can't do anything for you except you submit to his lordship. This is what many people miss. He says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not practice what I tell you? He says, everyone who comes to me and listens to my words and obeys them, I will show you whom he is like. This is not Paul speaking here. This is Jesus speaking here. This is not maybe one of your famous sermons you're going to listen to, but it should be one of the things that will set you apart in this world right now. He says, Everyone who comes to me and listens to my word and obeys them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a far-sighted. He can see so far ahead. Far-sighted, yet practical and sensible man building a house. Who dug deep and laid a foundation on the rock. And the flood will occur. Floods will occur in your life. I was discussing with my, my, my wife yesterday, um, probably in the morning or something, I said, I'm afraid for the next generation who starts to disintegrate on just a, on, on, on just a simple Instagram, WhatsApp, uh, negative message. I'm afraid of the next generation that cannot stand a storm. I'm afraid that we're building a generation that is, I'm sorry to say, they call, they call it, not me, snowflake. I'm beginning to believe that there's no fortitude on the inside of people to withstand the storms. I believe that people don't think that people are not going to like you at work. I, I believe that people don't think that they're not going to like your children at school and you're going to have to fight. You're going to fight for your children. I, I think people don't understand that in a, in a marriage there will be issues. Who told you there won't be issues? Who told you that you will not dislike each other maybe for one day? 
But many people don't know how to get up because everything they've been building on was a fantasy, a figment of their imagination that, 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 that actually does not talk about reality. I'm beginning to believe that there are no generals coming behind us. There are people that when they shoot the gun, they run. And some people are running into the, into the path of the bullets. He says, he says, the flood will occur. Jesus didn't promise that there won't be issues. He says, the torrent will burst against that house and yet could not shake it. He says, because it had been securely built and founded on the rock. But the one who has merely heard those who are not followers of Christ, those who haven't unfollowed other people to pick up their cross and follow Christ, he says, there are some who just hear and has not practiced what I say. He's like a foolish man who built on a, a house on the ground without any foundation. And the torrent busts against it and immediately collapsed. And the ruin of that house was great. Listen to what Jesus says. He says, go back to the beginning. He says, why do you call me Lord and Lord and do not practice what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me listens to my word and obeys them. So there are two words that are significant here that I couldn't get myself away from throughout this week. Jesus said, Jesus said, because many times you, when you hear sermons, you don't hear the name of Jesus anymore in those sermons. Jesus said that your future is sealed by two things. Listen and obey. I'm coming, to, I'm coming for you today. James chapter 1 and verse 25, look at what James says. He says, but if you look closely into the perfect law that sets people free and keep on paying attention, present continuous, not I fasted in January, that was with the height of my spirituality. He says, keep on paying attention to it and do not simply listen and then forget it. But Put it into practice. You will be blessed by God in what you do. Two words that kept coming to me is listen and obey. Let's take listen. This is my introduction. Who you lend your ears to will define you. I said this on, on Wednesday. This may be a repetition for the rest of the year. I really don't care. Who you lend your ears to. What? Listen to me online. Who you lend your ears to will define your life. Listen to me. Many people don't need counseling. If they listen to the sermon and the word on Sunday and on Wednesday, you obviously don't need counseling. Because the word that comes out on Sundays, on Wednesdays, sometimes like this week we'll have two services that are coming out, is enough to change your mind. Jesus didn't sit down with anybody personally and cancel them. Did I say counseling is not right? It is. 
But many times, the reason why you want counseling is because you have failed to hear and listen to the word that was preached to change your mind, change your life. Listen to me, I'm telling you the truth. It, sometimes it, it, I'm aghast, frustrated, discombobulated. When somebody is sitting before me and I'm canceling on what I just preached 24 hours ago, I'm, I'm aghast. I'm like, did you not hear the message? I, yeah, I heard the message, but, and that's the problem. Because there's a difference between listening and hearing. Because many people want to hear. That's why you go around different people to sample their opinions. Because you are a hearer, not a listener. What you won't listen to in a sermon, you will not listen to in a counseling. Neither would you have follow advice even if you are paying money for it. Trust me. If some of you follow financial counseling from the pulpit, there was a day I brought up a whiteboard during this lockdown in it. And I was doing financial Breakdown of things you should get rid of. If you've been in church over the last five years, there's no year, probably even no month, that I will not touch on finances. But yet, it was nice while you were hearing it, but you were not listening. You know why you are listening? Because the hearer starts to make excuses for the ability to listen. You are not listening. You are not listening. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we gave financial counseling. Uh, I brought people online. I brought guys that are in the industry, properties and all that. But no, you, even if you sit down and you pay for it, what you cannot activate for free, you definitely will not instigate if you pay for it. Jesus said, the only way I know you call me Lord is if you listen and you obey. And we're building a generation of people who are just hearers. You know why they're hearers? Because every time they hear the ears, it's sound. Afro beat, nation beat, you beat, he beat, B beat. Everything is that's that's this 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 but when truth comes out, mm, that's, that's a bit boring. In fact, some of you are praying with music in your ears. Even if you pay a marriage counselor, some of you still won't listen. Even if you pay a financial consultant, you still won't listen. Even if you pay a business consultant who is trying to help you with a business, you still won't listen. And you know what? We are in a day and age where people don't want to listen anymore. I'm bold enough to preach it. Oh, Pastor, I don't think that word was right. 
I'm finding another church. There's no church. We're all under lockdown. We're just managing. So if I don't see you, I assume you're online. <laughs> That's the difference between before and now. If I don't, I, you know, my wife and I, very headache. After Sunday on service, every Sunday, we're calling people. We didn't see you. I hope everything's all right. I hope everything is over. I haven't done that since March. Because we assume you're online. <laughs> but listen to what Second Timothy said. Second Timothy, verse four, chapter four and verse three. I'm taking my time this morning. They still said I've got 35 minutes. I'm sure I don't have 35 minutes. Uh, but Second Timothy, chapter four and verse three. Let's break it down slowly. Pastor's not in a hurry. He says, "For the time is coming when people will not tolerate." Or endure sound and wholesome instruction. Maybe if I watch YouTube right now, there's, there, there's this, some people have pressed the down button. He, he says, there's a time, the time is coming when people will not tolerate or endure sound and wholesome instruction. But having ears itching for something pleasing and gratifying, they will gather to themselves one teacher after another to a considerable number, chosen to satisfy their own liking and to foster the errors they hold. You, I'm gonna, yeah, yeah. Before you write your comments, let me finish. You... you young girls, they will gather young girls together and they will start teaching each other stupidity. Like, like no, 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 we're in a new, we're in a new era right now and he, uh, 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 but, 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 but we can't do what our parents did right uh, uh, because if we do that right uh, uh, we'll, be, we'll be socially bankrupt, right? And, and, and your rights are wrong. No, 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 we, we don't have to learn how to cook. We don't have to learn how to clean. Oh, uh, we, we, we could buy someone or we could get someone to do that. And, and we start giving errors. And then we'll now take messages that people who have been married for 40 years and start pulling it apart because you've got itching ears. Some guys will gather together. That's why I said, wait, let me get to the finish first before you make your comments. Some guys will gather together and all they're talking about is how to make money. Not how, to ha- not, not how to have value. You're asking how to make money for who? You've got two children that you're not taking care of. And all of you have now formed young, 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 young meeting. Why? Because you are looking at the older generation and you're saying they're not actually meeting the, your needs. No, it's not that they're not meeting your needs. They're not meeting your itching ears. If you ever have people in your association that nobody is in a position of a mentor to drag you to where you need to go, you are failing in where you are. The teaching years, you know why? Because in this day and age, people don't want to listen. Let's go to the Message Bible. Let's go to the Message Bible. Show me the Message Bible. Let's listen, listen. He says, you're going to find out. And I read this this morning. And I was so discouraged. To, to be honest with you, when God started to deal with me, I, I, I was discouraged. I, I discouraged as a pastor. 
how people just don't listen. I'm, it's frustrating. I told my wife during this week, I said, you know what, I'm finished, I'm done. But this blessed me this morning. I didn't tell her. He says, you're going to find that there will be times when people will have no stomach for solid teaching. But will fill up on spiritual junk food. Catchy opinions that tickle their fancy. Give me the next verse because that's for me. I hope you didn't cut that out. You got to give me that next verse in 2 Timothy chapter 4. And verse 4, I, I put the whole thing there. He says, there will be a time where people would have spiritual junk food. Meaning, as their junk food's out, I'm not going to name the junk food, and I'm not going to name the places, but you, you all know, you all know, because you're going there today. Uh, 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 and the reason why you will go for junk food is because to build a healthy meal takes time. But you don't want to cook a healthy meal. So you will go for the junk food. The junk food is faster and you're looking at the person through the window who is cooking and you're saying, mm, I don't have time. You don't have time. But you will have, no. But that time you may spend in hospital later on. The reason why you're not, you, 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 don't, you don't cook is because outside is more attractive. It fills you up very quick. In fact, you are able to shout at the waiter, but you can't shout at yourself to prepare a meal. Because to prepare a meal means you're building on a rock. To eat fast food and junk food, it means you're in trouble. Give me that second uh, message. I, I think, let me read it by myself. What are you doing actually? Uh, why are you waiting for that? He says, he says, he says, but they will be filled up, listen to me, listen to me, with spiritual junk food, catchy opinions that tickle their fancies. He went on to say, and I copied it there, he says, they will turn their, oh no, sorry, it's my, my, my bad, my bad, my bad, because I just told you, I didn't send you that one, my bad, my apologies, yes, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, yeah, 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 yeah. I just thought about it, sorry, my apologies, my apologies, pride is not what to let you say sorry, sorry, uh -huh. so what do you want to do? Uh -huh. I made a mistake, so what? Uh -huh. He says, he says, he says, that tickle their fancies. He says, they will turn their backs on truth and they will chase what? Mirages. They will chase it. But then God said to me this morning, he says, but you, Ty, keep your eye on what you're doing. Accept the hard times along with the good. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. I received encouragement at 8.05 this morning from that last verse. Like, okay, thank you, Father. You, you wanted to give me something that I can lean on to preach this morning because I was done. I will keep preaching the truth. There may be five. You may go to a church where there are 5,000 and 4,950 are not entering into heaven. I want to make sure that when you walk into this place, you will hear the truth. And the thing I've heard over and over again is that I've seen people who have gone. I've seen people who have left. But when they're looking for the truth, they pick up the phone and they call. Because they know that I will give it to you, the truth. You may not like it, but you will hear the truth. Jesus says that those 
who call me Lord will listen. Many of us are not listening. We're listening to the wrong thing. Do you know that the way to somebody's heart is not just through talking. It is through listening. I, if I've cancelled you this week, I'm not preaching about you. At least you came to listen. I've prepared this before. If you are going to get to my heart, if you are going to get to someone's heart, it is not through talking most of the time. It's through listening. The reason why marriages disintegrate, the reasons why relationships fail, is because somebody is talking, or both are talking, and no one is listening. Should I shock you? Have you ever thought about this? That the word listen contains the same letter as silent. Write it down. You will see. The word listen is the same. It has the same, contain the same letters as silent. Because people are enjoying hearing but not listening. People refuse instructions. And if you refuse instructions, it will kill your potentials. And the thing that bothers me right now is that, listen carefully, those who are watching me online and in church, whatever instruction took you to this level of success is going to be the same following of instruction that will take you to the next level. We stupidly, including me, arrive too early. Jesus says that we have to continue to look into the word of liberty. Proverbs 19.20, what does he say? He says, listen to advice. He didn't say hear it. He says, listen to advice. And accept instruction. And in the end, you will be wise. He says, listen. God told me, he says, go back to the beginning of that scripture. Because you have just glossed over it. And people are listening. Okay, this is number two. This is number one. This has to create to last. No, 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 no. Nothing is going to work. And nothing will stay. And nothing will last. And you will never be able to defend it. If you do not start from the bottom of listening and obeying. Jesus said, that's the only way I will know you have five-sighted um, 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 eyes, you're obedient, and you follow me. It is amazing to me how many people in the world think they are open-minded, but they're not. Especially when it comes to God. Now, as many of you are watching me, let's talk about the qualities of a good listener. If I show you my notes, I'm I'm already on number four, on create two, but I'm going to do what God told me to do today. Let's ask, let, let, let me teach you how to be a good listener of the word. You are a good listener, or the qualities of a good listener is if you're curious to know the truth. If you're asking the right questions. I have a, a barrister in, 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 in the house, a lady, I don't want to mention her name because I don't want to embarrass her. 
says a young lady in church. Whenever she comes to see me, she's taking notes. She's, uh, Pastor, hold on a second. She's taking notes. She always takes notes when she comes to see me. And I found out that those who take notes are those who are listening. You know you don't have time to respond when you're actually taking notes. Let me ask you a question. When last have you taken notes when you're listening to words of wisdom? You know why you're not taking notes? I know we're all in church and some at home. The reason why there's nothing in your hand to take notes is because you are hearing but not listening. Because those who will listen will go back and look into what they've written and it starts to replay in their mind. What most of us say is that I will go back to listen to the message. Can we be honest, including more? We don't. And trust me, psychologists have said you will only retain 25% of what you heard in church or anywhere for the first three hours. Then it starts to reduce. After three days, you can only retain less than 5%. Jesus even said, he says, the word is like a sower who sows the word. And some fell on good ground, some fell on the hard ground, some fell on the rock. And the ones that fell on the rock, the Bible says that they, the, 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 the sun came and if it, 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 it came upon the word and it burnt the word out. Issues and complexities of life, like the weeds, like the thorns, came in and it stifled the word out. We're going to go to the beginning. She will sit down with me and just start writing notes. She'll sit down with me, she'll just start writing notes. She'll sit down with me, she'll just start starting writing notes. You know why? Because she's curious to know the truth. Before, I thought because she was a barrister. No, it's not because she was a barrister. She, even when I'm preaching in church, I can still see her writing notes. And one day I peeped at her notes when she said she's going to the toilet. I'm like, boy, this girl writes notes. Taking instructions. If you're a good listener, you will be curious to know the truth, not having itching ears to know your truth. There's a difference between knowing what you want to know and knowing what you should know. Number two, a good listener is someone who is sincere and open-minded. Number three, a good listener is someone who doesn't judge prematurely. I hope this helps you in your relationships too. Have you noticed that while the other person is still talking, we have already jumped to conclusions. There are some certain things I've said this morning that people have quickly jumped to conclusions. You know why? Because they judge everything prematurely. Everything has to be an argument. Everything has to be debated. Everything has an ulterior motive to it. They judge prematurely. Sometimes you're, you're sitting down. If you're not a good listener, you're miles ahead of what the person is telling us. You're already piecing together your response. Good listening means that you stop your inner monologues and truly give your full and undivided attention to the person who is talking to you. That's the reason many people don't read the Bible. Because we go to the Bible with our prejudged attitude. And when something in the world says you should stop doing this, we quickly go over it. Because we feel it doesn't fit our lives. 
God says, do not sleep with someone who is not your wife. Father, just help me. You know, give me the grace. That's not what he told you to do. He didn't say, I'll give you the grace. He said, stop it. You're shacking up with that guy. And then you're lifting up unholy hands unto God. And you say, God, let your grace and mercy follow me. God is saying, mm-mm, mm-mm, that's not what I did. That's not what I'm asking you to do. But you will not listen to it. You won't listen to instruction because you're even going into the discussion with prejudged attitudes. The reason why a husband and a wife, I'm not sure why I keep talking about this, doesn't go together is because when they sit down, they've already got a prejudged mentality. When my wife and I are talking, I say, hold your thoughts. Let me finish. Let me finish. And don't finish my sentence. Uh I'm capable of talking. Uh, She she, she will tell me, I I know what you're going to say. No, 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 no. Even if you know. Be quiet. Let me have the ability to finish. And then when she starts talking, I finish her sentence. All these things, I want you to put it into the word. Are you curious to know the truth of the word? Are you sincere and open-minded? Do you judge prematurely the word of God? And number three or number four, are you humble? Humble. Pride will stop you from listening. The fourth aspect of listening is to go and get help. You can never get help if you're not ready to listen. And pride will tell you, why? Why why do you have to speak to the person? In fact, you will never hear the voice of God if you're not humble. You will not hear God's voice if you're not humble. That's why Jesus laid emphasis. He says, "If, if you call me Lord, you must come to me and sit down at my feet and listen. Sometimes that means praying. And many of us don't want to do that. Pride will make you opinionated. When you have pride inside yourself, you become opinionated. You have a parochial kind of mindset. Insular. So narrow that it is my way or the highway. Number five, if you're a good listener, you will not interrupt. Patience is a virtue. And that goes for listening. Remember that listen and silence are the same letters. Are you silent enough to listen to God's voice? God said, if you are going to build properly, you really need to listen. Let's stop all this nonsense about uh, get this ready, uh, get your life together, uh, I need to make money, oh, I need to invest in this, oh, I need to sort out myself. For what? Is it for this world? This world is passing away. You are a Christian not to live here alone. You are a Christian for eternity. We've missed that word of eternity. It's gone away from our dictionary. We're chasing the same thing the world is chasing. It's eternity. You're a Christian because we can die anytime. And where would you end up? Are you a true follower of Christ? Because if you're a follower of Christ, you will listen. If your heart is open... There are many things that God will speak to you in a sermon. The prophet didn't come out to heal Naaman. He just sent the word. Naaman was just about not to listen. 
He wanted to hear the man, not to listen to the man. And when his, his lieutenants around him says, why don't you just listen to what the guy said? Dip yourself in the water. If I told you to go and do something, you would have done it. In the listening first, he went forward. And then comes the second thing, which is obey. You can't obey if you don't listen. You can't. So this is the thing I'm trying to get to everyone here is that I am not wasting my time preaching every single Sunday just to a bunch of people who I would tickle their fancy and say, ride on, pastor, and go. And your life is not a life that depicts Christ. When you go out there, you're doing exactly the same thing they're doing. You're smoking, you're drinking, you're puffing, this kind of stuff. You're, 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 you're dancing, you're, you're, you're shaking your booty uh, 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 oh, 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 all over the place as, 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 as a follower of Satan. We can see all your anatomy hanging out. For who? If you are going to be a follower of Christ, I'm going to repeat myself again. Follow Christ. It's not a popular opinion. This is where the obedience comes into play. Because not only for me to listen, it's for me to obey. When I find myself in positions or places where nobody is like me, do I shine? Or do I fit in? This word that I'm preaching to you is not a word that you need to apply in church. We're all saints in church. But are you a devil outside? We're all saints. We look cool. We look good. You can even kiss your wife that you didn't kiss in the morning when you woke up, when you come into church, just to show people we're together. Fool. The world comes when your husband is like an animal and the world starts to come up on the inside of you. Patience and love and perseverance. The world comes when your wife is misbehaving and God says, no, you are called to wash her with the word. Hey, Pastor, let's put the word apart. Let's face reality. Uh, put the word apart and face reality. You're about to die. Because that putting the word apart is where people don't obey. A commander will give an instruction and nobody in that army disobeys it except your court martial. Yet we have a bunch of people living today that they will not listen to parents. They won't listen to mentors. They won't listen to anyone. They're listening to nobody. And yet you want to have a successful life. Do you know you can never be a leader if you don't know how to follow a leader? And if nobody is following you, you're just taking a stroll in the park. Nobody can speak to you. When, you. when you're in a marriage, a relationship or something, and you ask the person, so who can speak to her? Nobody can speak to her. And you, 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 you foolish person, I'm using the scripture. You say, ah, nobody can speak to me. I'm a person on myself. You're a fool. It is stupidity by excellence when nobody can speak to you. Even Jesus can't speak to you because Jesus is never coming down from the throne of heaven just for you. He will use people to speak to you. 
Go and ask that person who says, Father, Father, when he saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom, he said, please, just send me back. He says, no, no, there's a chasm between us. You can't go back. He says, oh, please send this. He says, there are prophets and people that are sent to them. The Holy Spirit can't speak to you. God himself can't speak to you because you're not listening in prayer. And then you're sitting down happy that nobody can speak to me. Nobody. When nobody speaks to me, I don't like. I will kick them off. I will F them off. Isaiah 119 says, if you are willing, willing is listening. That's the first thing. So a counseling comes in. But it says, and obedient. Don't waste the counselor's time if you're not willing to obey. Don't waste God's time if you're not willing to obey. Don't mess up if you're not willing to obey. I'm going to use a good example. This week I was speaking to, to a lady. If she likes, don't come back for counseling. I'm using you as an example. You annoyed me. So I was like, but you don't know who she is. Or he is. Or shim. I was speaking to this person. And as I was, as I was about to finish counseling, I just looked at she or he. And I said, what are you not telling me? We're doing finances. What are you not telling me? Oh, pastor, everything is good. I, I applaud her. And I, was just, I said, what are you not telling me? Okay. What have you spent money on that you have not told me? I said, don't lie before God, Ananias and Sapphira. Over Zoom, you will find out very quickly how the Holy Spirit was Zoom. Past Zoom. Oh, I spent money on this. I needed to do this. I said, that is disobedience. Because when you listen to a mentor, if you're confident about what you're doing, you will ask. Many of us want to do things that are convenient, but obeying is not always convenient. Let me close. Listening is willing. Obedience is doing. Let me give you these things and then I'll close in two minutes. Prayer will never deliver to you what obedience will. Fasting and prayer, I've said this, is a waste of energy where there's disobedience. God's word is not subject to controversy. It's not subject to, to, to convenience. It's not subject to debate. It's not subject to opinion. When we bypass God's word, it doesn't matter how we feel. We are living a reckless life. When Abraham bypassed God's word, it produced recklessness. And your compliance to the last instruction is almost the key to the next miracle. Widow of Zarephath was about to die. The prophet says, give me the last food in your house. That's where many of you have left. Many of you have left. He said to her, give me the last food. Look at this prophet. And you call yourself a prophet. You, shouldn't you die? You're a pastor. Shouldn't you first die for me? You're asking me to give you, you the money in your account. But if she didn't obey that last instruction or be compliant to it, the Bible says that for the rest of that famine, she was eating. You cannot be in Goshen and not be a giver. 
Are you listening to the last instruction? Because a neglected instruction is a recipe for disaster. You're cooking and you didn't follow the instruction. And then you presented it before us to eat your foolishness. How does that happen? Uh, please manage it. In this day and age, one stomach, one intestine, one duodenum. Ah! And I, will, and I will subject that to your foolishness. No. Once I take the first hour, this is bad. You didn't follow instruction. How many of us have men have set up a TV and we didn't follow the instruction? And suddenly we're calling them and saying something's gone wrong. You didn't follow the instructions. You thought you could do it yourself. How many holes have I drilled into the wall without following instruction? And I've used a picture to cover the whole thing up. Because we didn't follow instructions. The drill has instructions. In fact, the drill has different kinds of uh, eh? two bits. Bits. Okay? Bits. You use the wrong one. And you drill right into uh, an electricity wire behind it. I say, oh Jesus, Jesus didn't tell you to be foolish. He said, follow the instruction. Philippians 2.8 says, he became obedient unto death. That's Jesus. Therefore God had highly exalted him. Saul disobeyed and paid dearly for his life. All I'm saying today is that if you're not obedient to the word, I can't give you the next steps. I've got the next step. We said, recognize the master builder, regard the pattern of the master builder, and retain the virtue of patience. That's what I wanted to know. God said, it's foolishness when people are not listening to my word. Are you humble enough? Are you listening to the word of God? Are you really following Christ? Do you always hear yourself? Because there's nothing of the word that is convenient. God said to Jesus, you'll have to die on the cross. Jesus says, if, uh, if it's possible, let this cup pass me. God says, no, my will is for you to die. And the Bible says he was obedient unto death. And then God exalted him. Did you listen to the last instruction? Save. No, you won't. We're now in a crisis. You didn't. You saved 2,000 pounds. You felt you were okay. You went on a holiday for 300 pounds. Fool. For the next seven years, five years, 2,000 pounds. It's kind of I used to do this before. I weigh myself. After a while, punish myself. Walk out. Lose weight. I lost two pounds. And they said, ah, I need to treat myself. And then I treat myself for three days. <laughs> Have you not done that before? Well, yeah, you do it. I, 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 you, 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 you treat yourself for three days on two pounds. Do you not realize, <laughs> do you not realize that it takes more to lose than to gain. Many people are not listening. And as you're listening to me right now, you're not listening. You're hearing. You will not. If you ever follow instructions that is convenient, it is a hearing exercise. Because to obey means it takes something out of you. Go and apologize. No. Therefore, you are not released to your next miracle. Go and apologize. No. Go find your children. No. Go find your wife. No. Go find your husband. No. Go apologize to your mom. No. Go give your parents some money that will help them join this coronavirus. No. I've got things to do. You know, I'm going away to, 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 to Portugal with my friends. With your friends. That they're already getting the blessings of their parents. You selfish fool. 
cut out all the fools that I've said in this message. You, 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 you expose yourself to untold misery because you're not obeying the word of God. And you know where it starts from? From disobedience. And that's why we, we have a lot of knife killings on the streets. Because people will, not the people will not obey teachers no more. They will not obey parents no more. And they will not even obey law enforcement officers. And all of us are clapping for foolishness. And these same people that don't listen comes on the Instagram, comes on Facebook, comes on stuff, and we follow them. There's a person that they arrested in Dubai some time ago. Why are you laughing? Do you know who I'm talking about? Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. Arrested. The amount of followers that she or he had. The amount of followers he or she had was more than the followers of T.D. Jakes, uh, Jay Shetty, of guys that talk sense. They followed. They didn't follow him or her to prison right now. And this is what we young people are following. We're following Lamborghini. We're following a Maserati. Plastic. People are dying in it, you know. And we're talking about eternity. I hope you heard something. I hope you will listen. I hope you will obey. But God said to me, put my message Bible up again so that I can encourage myself before I go. Quickly put it up. That message, that the one with the message Bible. He says, Ty, keep your eyes on what you're doing. Accept the hard times. I've accepted you now. Along with the good. Fine. Keep the message alive. Do a thorough job as God's servant. Don't threaten me that you're leaving church. Don't threaten me that you have got a good association where you talk to each other. Fine. God bless you. Sometimes necessary. But that will not stop me from speaking the word. It will be in season and out of season. It may not be applicable to you, but it will bless those who God has called me to shape their lives, fulfill their dreams, and guarantee their success. That's the confidence in which I stand on this pulpit. For you, you've got to listen. But not only listen, obey. I may look stupid, but God didn't call me without saying, I will bless the works of your hands. Please, guys, Jesus says, if you call me Lord, you will listen and you will obey. Let's close our eyes, let's pray. Oh, thank you. At least that's an encouragement. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for people who clapped this afternoon. But I pray for everyone here. Because we can't build on anything to last if we cannot listen and obey. Our finances will disintegrate if we can't listen and obey. Our marriages will disintegrate. Our studies will disintegrate. Our future business will disintegrate. If we cannot listen and obey. Father, we close our eyes and bow our heads and we're asking you, God, to help us. Not to be listeners only, but be obedient. Let us not be hearers. The Bible says in Ezekiel, they have ears, but do not listen, do not hear. There's some things you've said to some people. There's some stirrings you've said to some. There's some people you said, you've got to serve, and they're still not obedient. 
touch us that we will stop living this selfish life. That our home is not here on earth. The uncertainty of times have hit us right now. We don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know how much we have, but the certainty we should have is that our eyes are focused on eternity. Things that are permanent or not temporal. Let us shift our focus this week to the almighty God. That you will shape our lives for your glory, not for our glory. Not to acquire people behind us, but to make, them, to make us fishers of men for your kingdom. Father, I thank you for the boldness of this message. That God, we just want lives to be shaped. Maybe there's somebody watching me online. Maybe you're in church right now. And you haven't given your life to Jesus. You haven't said, Lord Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. Listen to the message. I'm Savior. Savior means that he will save you. He will bless you. He will prosper you. He will increase you. But he can't if all that thing, if all you want is to get from the master's hands and not look at the master's eyes. If you want to make your mind up this day to say, Jesus, I will follow you. Follow you. Carry my cross and follow you. I want to give my life to snuff of messing around with the world. And one leg in, one leg out. Cold and hot. He says, I will spew you out. This, in this coronavirus period, in this uncertainty season, we've got to anchor our soul unto Jesus upon the cross. If you want to make that decision today, if you're in church, you may just want to stand up. I'm not going to tell you to come forward. Or you may just want to lift up your hands. If you're at home, you may want to lift up your hands by pressing that button and just saying this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Father, help me to follow you and not follow the world. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. I'm a child of God right now. In Jesus' mighty name. And someone says a loud amen. If you believe that, I'm sure some soul will say, just give God a praise and worship. Amen. You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.